0: Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to the Romeo Carey podcast. In this podcast, we dip into a kind of it's an archive way back started in the 90s has an interesting story, a lot of different renditions of it. It's the Timothy Carey documentary that was recooked up recently by a former student of mine doing a grad project. Um, He took a lot of existing footage and added a couple new interviews. And this is it. He coined it. Bigger than, bigger, bigger than life, a Timothy Carey story, and that was done by Max Grad and his uh, fellow filmmakers at Season. But uh, he, in it, uh, it's really this little piece centers around a collection of a lot of things I shot, and then he he added to it. Uh, but more importantly, it's really listening to it, which I've just listened to it now, is. Uh, It's kind of like a promo on uh, probably the greatest rock and roll film, uh, at least according according to Martin Scorsese, because it it was chosen for an international film festival back not long after my father passed away in uh, in 1994. And it played at the Munich Film Festival under the banner of of, uh, the greatest rock and roll films ever played. And... uh, and that's according to the discretion of Martin Scorsese. Um, but it also, the movie is uh, huge in in placing my dad, you know, in the, uh, you know, the cemented history, uh, you know, as a prominent figure in independent film. Scenes from The World's Greatest Sinner were imitated in, you know, some of the dark uh, scenes in godfather and and uh, the last temptation the last temptation of christ uh, martin scorsese used scenes and these things are noted in in uh you know in books and and in interviews it also marked uh uh the beginnings of uh frank zappa so it's a it's a film that's still very obscure never had a release but it's available on Amazon, you know, Amazon Prime, and you can find it, uh, you know, online. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the episode here only runs, uh, this podcast is only going to run about mm-hmm. 12 minutes, but uh, in it, uh, you'll get a taste of Timothy Carey, and uh, unfortunately, there's, there's Martin, who's in this? Uh, people that are in this because it was an excerpt from a video, you're not going to really know who they were, but my mother's in it, Timothy Carey's wife, obviously. And, and speaking of wife, my mother who came from Germany, uh, my father met on the set of paths of glory, same as the only woman in paths of glory became, uh, Stanley Kubrick's wife. So Timothy Carey and Stanley Kubrick, not only were they friends from New York and, and, um, uh, they had their you know they really had a a, a time when they were in uh, germany for months and uh, they both found their wives there and in fact for a hollywood story they were only married once so um with that i'm gonna let you sit back relax and uh take on this little this little ditty kind of a, a compilation that you know dates back all the way to the 50s you know there's scenes in it from the world's greatest center and up until you know just about i think was this thing was completed about a year ago and you should know there is a full timothy carey documentary which hasn't been released either um but that's uh that offering is in the in the near future anyway uh, i'm gonna leave you with where does life take place i'm gonna give you a hint starts with your first breath and ends with your last life only takes place where you're breathing we'll carry on from there and now to the podcast i think my dad was born with just a a bigger than life aura so you knew he was coming before he got here i feel like i'm in a a permanent state of intellectual erection and all my desires
1: are fulfilled. He was
0: able to do things that an ordinary person couldn't do.
1: He's sane, you know, but in the best way possible.
0: I think that was the greatest feeling I had with Timothy Curry was he trusted me.
1: Wow, he's like unhinged almost.
0: At home, he was really like a humble giant. He was a very unusual uh, guy. The directors actually relished the idea of firing Timothy Carey. Timothy had a way, a magic way of removing problems. Timothy Agolia Carey, iconoclastic wild man of Hollywood, passed away May 1194. This lonesome villain and character actor made his mark as Hollywood's outsider, as an insider in 75 films and 253 TV shows. Martin Scorsese, he walked into a screening of The World's Greatest Sinner, and he saw the image of this blood rushing and stayed with him. The blood scenes in Last Temptation of Christ he said were inspired by The World's Greatest Sinner. My dad was in the last Elvis Presley film. Elvis walked right up to him on the set. This guy taps me on the shoulder early in the morning. He said, are you Tim Carey? Are you Tim Carey? Did you make The World's Greatest Sinner? This is the way he was. He was full of piss and vinegar. He said, I want to see that film. You got a 16 millimeter version? I said, no, I only got 35. Usually they want to know they got 35. I said, I only got 60. Joe, Joe, get Tim's number. I got to see that, Joe. I thought it was fantastic. You know, he never got to see it.
1: He was always stealing the show every time he was on camera, even in all the Kubrick movies.
0: Kubrick watched The World's Greatest Sinner. He watched dailies of The World's Greatest Sinner. Stanley Kubrick was like, you know, he was a friend of my father's.
1: I was watching The Wild One, the movie that he was in with with Marlon Brando, and like he's in it for like five minutes, and he has like maybe two lines. How do you remember him? And, And like if you had literally put anybody else in that role, no one would care. You take a guy like that, now you get to do whatever you want. And like you're free to like exercise all of the creativity and all of the ideas you've ever had about something. And I mean, that's just really special. I
0: was so tired of what they call controversial. What they say is controversial, a studio. I'm going to make you young forever. So synopsis is that average Joe is an insurance salesman who gets bored with the profession and he decides that there's something more to life and he he forms this little club, kind of like a political arena for him. Somebody in the group says, hey, why don't you form a band? Good way to publicize the, the party and he becomes a name and that name basically starts calling The band is God, so at the height of their celebrity in music, they then were visited by the devil. You see, you're a dark horse, and I want to see what kind of a race you can run. And I have the know-how and the money to help you. It's paralleling like a Donald Trump, someone that you thought couldn't even enter the political arena, and now he's in it. The end of it, it's challenging God. Are you for real? Are you really there?
1: someone wanted to make a movie and direct it write it star in it timothy Carey was such an unconventional person and he was unconventional when he was doing work for other people i mean he was able to insert his own personality and his eccentricities like in his work that he was doing for like all these famous directors so when he got the chance to like do his own thing he was like i'm going for it
0: that was like the beauty of timothy Carey. you never really knew what was going to happen so you your eyes were glued to him clarencilian is here and he's gonna tell you a little bit about eternal life there's the first lady lady i can make you live forever
1: the concept of starting your own religion telling people they can live forever dropping out of society and quitting your job he was saying all these things before it became the thing that everyone's saying that story can continue to exist and be relevant because it still happens all the time you really get the sense of like how unique this guy is cuz he went for it making his own movie and you know maybe he shouldn't have done that but he's going to do it anyway
0: I just didn't want to spend my life in litigation. I wanted to sue them many times because they were boycotting the theater. Because I had people come up to me like Jack Nicholson, different people say, "Hey, this is this is incredible. This is a touch of genius. This is, you know." But the, the the theater owners refused to play it. So that movie really never had an audience. Never really, never never had a distribution. Not until TCM.
1: For the network, I decided to play it because it had been so hard for me to see it. So I was like, wow, well, if, I'm sure there's probably many more people who wanna see this movie. That's the whole reason why people should continue to watch movies like this, and especially this film in LA, people go see it. That's why we had so many people at our screening. That's why every time it's played, there's a story about the screening, because it's just rare and, and also just sort of like an event. With The World's Greatest center, I feel like it still carries this like mystery to it. Is what makes it special, and you just think, "Wow, it must be so fun to be in that family. Like, it must be so fun to like have Timothy Carey as a dad."
0: He loved like regular, you know, like regular, regular things that regular people do. But you knew you weren't regular. It was kind of like if you live the life of the Munsters, that's the house we lived in. You knew it wasn't anybody else's house. It was fine. It just that's 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 who we were, and it was a, it was a beautiful life because it was like. It was like you know, Halloween every day. He just disarmed people in a, in a uh, uh, mental way. When you work with an actor who's unhinged, you can try to direct me, but I'm going to direct you. I'm going to tell you ultimately what's going to happen in the scene. So my dad got fired lots. Marlon Brando ended up directing One-Eyed Jacks. Somehow they ended up firing him for you know, the usual reasons. Same problem he had with the directors, he had with the teachers. What, what's great I don't think, you know, I think he wanted to be in control. He wasn't going to compromise what he thought, as an artist, he needed to do. That's acting for him. I always wanted to help the director. And sometimes, I, you know, you, they don't want any help. I was fired probably more than any other actor in Hollywood. I was fired like from seven shows in a row. I hold the all-time record a running theme in his life, that a director could say I fired Timothy Carey. Timmy was a very unique person. Even I couldn't delve into, I couldn't even begin to try to explain, you know, what motivated him. His last word to me was, get me a Perrier. (laughs) Get me a Perrier, yeah. Yeah, That was his last, um, that was the end of it. That's right, he lived a, He lived an amazing life, yeah. But he, working all the way to the end, didn't stop him. Even though the the ship was falling apart, taking on water. He loved saying, I'm losing altitude, because he flew high, he flew high. This is a, a relic that is, once it's gone, good luck. You're never gonna f- resurrect any of this. Get it while it's, get it while it's still in the flesh. My dad said, when you, when you, when you, when you live in celluloid you never die and there's some truth to that you know what i mean you get to you get to put it up any place and it's, it's a way of playing god i i just hope that people today get a chance to see this film because uh, it, it was magic the idea of the Academy doing it. It's it's a it's a form of recognition. I like the idea that, you know, you know, maybe there's still an opportunity that somewhere there's a chain of art houses that you actually have this brand new print and this thing could actually have a short run festival kind of art house release showing the world's greatest center for the first time, you know, as like a a bona fide release. No, Timothy Carey wherever you are, buddy. Um I hope you're listening cuz I love you. And <laughs> and if you want uh, I'm not looking forward to meeting you right now Tim. I want to wait a while yet, but if I do ever get to that point where I meet you again, I, I just want to say one thing. Let's do it again. If there was any magic, it was magic the magic of Timothy Carey. The man from The Killing, uh, the man from Paths of Glory, One-Eyed Jacks. And I say the man, I mean the man. He was great in every one of those roles. To be able to work with him, and somebody who worked hard to get to where he was, and now he's producing and directing. And and even then, Tim was very young. That's the world's greatest sinner. Something that should have never been made is alive and well and an example for anybody who's a rebel that doesn't show up with skill sets but shows up with drive. If you could end up with something that maybe 50 years later they're still talking about.